West End Abbey is a contemplative vineyard church in the West End of Winnipeg in Manitoba, Canada. This is a homily from one of our services. Have you ever felt like your life was in someone else's hands? I did my master's in Israel, and one Christmas my family and extended family uh, decided to rendezvous in Delhi. My grandfather was sick at the time. And because customs in Israel was always very painful and long for me, I decided to book a ticket from neighboring Jordan, a direct flight from Jordan to Delhi. Um, so what it would mean would mean that I'd have to cross the border from Israel into Jordan and then take a taxi from the Jordan border to the airport in Amman, which is the capital. So I left for the border several hours before my flight based on Google recommendations and friends' uh, stories of time travel, or time travel, ta travel times. <laughs> yeah, very, I have very special friends. And inevitably I waited for hours at the border in Israel and then finally crossed through, got into the taxi and told him that I wanted to go to the Amman International Airport uh, and I left about one and a half to two hours before check-in was open for my flight, right? And the taxi driver says, after I asked him, you know, is that enough time? He says, you have to believe. You have to believe. This is not what you want to hear from your taxi driver. So we race through Jordan, finally get to the airport. I burst through the airport doors, run, you know, headfirst almost into the counter, and... Wouldn't you know what they say, check-in is closed. So I hoisted every single reason that I could think of to let, to let them know that they should let me on this flight. There's still time. I could still make it. It's Christmas. I traveled all the way from Israel. It's their fault. It's the crazy customs there. My grandfather has cancer and may die but it was no use. It was in someone else's hands, and I missed my flight. So today is called the reign of Christ, or Christ the King in the liturgical calendar. It's the last Sunday of the liturgical year, the Sunday before Advent kind of starts formally next Sunday. And I'm increasingly grateful for this day because it holds something very, very important for us. And I'd like to highlight two things from today's gospel in Luke that share some light, shed some light on what it means that Jesus is king. The first is quite cosmic and awesome. And the second is painfully human and also awesome. And the combination, as you might guess, is awesome. <laughs> so first, Jesus as king means that Jesus is judge, a cosmic judge who has ultimate decision-making power relative to what Christians called last things or eschatology. And those four last things have typically been understood as death, judgment, 
heaven and hell. Now, this is not a popular topic. Jesus as judge, last things. We prefer Jesus meek and mild, God as friend, as companion, as love, as father. We don't like people who are judgmental or judgy. We don't like to feel judged. But the witness of the Old Testament and the New Testament is unambiguous. It's totally clear that God over and over is characterized as the judge who will execute judgment in full when Jesus returns in glory. This is part of what it means that he is king. Whether we like it or not, no one, not you or me or anyone, living or dead, apparently is exempt from this in Scripture. Just listen to what Jesus says about this and about himself in Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats to his left. It's not just me who hears that, right? All the nations will be gathered and he will separate the people. Well, it gets worse. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, I won't pretend to know what that all means, and I probably don't want to know, to be honest. But what is clear is that Jesus, the Son of Man, the King on the throne, will execute last final judgment. The process and outcome of that judgment is in his hands, not ours. And in today's gospel, we see Jesus in preliminary action as King and judge. One criminal next to him who seems to get all this already says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replies, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus has ultimate decision-making power in telling this dying criminal precisely where he's going to be and with whom after his death. The fact that the judge, the king, is assuring this similarly crucified man, who by his own admission is being condemned justly and getting what he deserves, the fact that the judge is telling this man that he will be in paradise is more beautiful than any words can convey. Apparently, unlike the Roman Empire, Jesus, the judge and king, doesn't always give people the terrible sentence they may expect and even deserve. If today's gospel shows us that Jesus as king means that he has ultimate decision-making power in last things, it also shows us that Jesus is a very, very different kind of king.
a radically kind king who embodies powerlessness, solidarity, and forgiveness. Remember that the setting of Luke's gospel today is the skull. Jesus is a king who willingly embraces crucifixion. He has an inscription written over his head to prove it. The king of the Jews. Now the physical anguish of Roman crucifixion is unlike anything we know of. We get the English word excruciating from the Latin root, which means out of the cross. It's the kind of pain and torment that one would experience on the cross is maybe somewhat close to the word excruciating. The word is somewhat close to the actual reality, I mean. But even more than its physical torment, crucifixion was a profound experience of shame. The victim hung completely naked in full view of all the pedestrians and bypassers who scorned and mocked and ridiculed those who were hanging there just as the leaders, soldiers, and even a fellow criminal does to Jesus. So yes, physical anguish, excruciating physical anguish, but terrible, terrible shame. And speaking of which, Jesus here is crucified with criminals, one on his left, one on his right. What on earth sort of God is this? What sort of king would choose to be crucified, to experience this kind of powerlessness, pain, and shame of death on a cross between criminals. This king, whoever he is, is not standing on ceremony, but is hanging in solidarity with human beings, even the worst, most sinful of human beings. He is not ashamed to be next to these sorts of characters. I, I imagine, what if Jesus the king chose to be crucified in the hope of saving this one criminal who was going to be hanging next to him? Remember that the gospel passage for today is happening mostly during crucifixion. Those who hung on crosses eventually died from asphyxiation. It's not an ideal time for a chat. You'd have hardly any energy or breath to speak of. And yet, what do we find this king, our king, Jesus, saying from the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. This gracious, incredible expression of forgiveness is very literally Jesus' dying breath. What he wants to say before it's all over. What sort of king would go to that length to offer forgiveness and have this as their last words. Even at his worst, our king speaks and asks for mercy 
to those who wound him, those who are at their very worst. I began this homily by asking you if you ever felt like your life was in someone else's hands. The reign of Christ, Christ the King Sunday, reminds us that Jesus is both king and judge, in whose hands are all the last things. He decides about you and about me and paradise, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. But this judge's hands were also willingly nailed to a shameful cross between criminals. And this king dies speaking of grace and forgiveness. The them and the they of each and every sinner. So take a good look. This is Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. In whose hands would you rather be?